really quick before we get started, I just polished off the last of the Dow Vineyards Pessimist. Guys, this bottle of wine, there's no one that would not love this. So, it's so your good. holiday parties, order a case. They have an app. Um, order a case for all your holiday things and also to, to pass out as like gifts. I think it's a great, like whether it's a host gift or whatever the case, that is an amazing wine. If you're listening, also make sure to go subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hi, my name is mom. And if you're watching, the microphone is in. What does your armpit have to say? Oh, my armpit. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Y'all, I'm the smelly friend. I you know. You don't smell tonight. I do. So you don't smell tonight. She but, just but told I do. me Okay, she well, did. I haven't gotten up close and personal with you tonight. I just ordered a bunch of beauty counter from a friend to try their deodorants. I still uh, like Smarty Pits. I'm still a huge fan of Smarty I'm going to order you some Real Purity because that's the you essential oil one that I love. You guys are just – am I just going to get deodorant Although for I Christmas? I do also smell like um, Tanner. Oh, that always smell. has a faint yeah, smell. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm sorry, I could not awesome tan you. What was I going to say? Oh, if you're watching on YouTube, we are also on all the podcast platforms. So if you're in the car and you want to turn us on, you can search Hi, My Name is Mom pretty much anywhere and listen to our podcast when you're road tripping for the holidays. Yeah. Or after the holidays. Okay, time. what are we whining about? Oh, today we are whining about mom health scares. Oh, my gosh. It's fine time for Reality sure can be dull. I think we all have had them in yeah. various capacities. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start just with mine. You're still on a pillow. You're still on a pillow. Yeah, let's just get that elephant out of the way. Uh, Corey, is that better? No. no. That's no. terrible, I'll Corey. Sit on the pillow. Sit on yeah, the pillow. There we go. We needed the story a phone of my book. Life. You guys know when I was learning to drive, my, uh, my parents had – it was a Dodge Dynasty. Oh, yeah. And the, the dashboard was super, super high. And I sit on a pillow to learn to drive. I'm not sure I've grown since then. Carry on. Well, I'm going to bring you a white pages. Do they even make those anymore? Does anybody know? No, those are very old school. Right? Very I retro. Feel like I got one recently. We did get one in our yard, and Radley was like, What is this? I don't know. I was know like, It doesn't is. matter. I have oh, a Uline like a, like catalog a, that I'll oh, bring you. Oh, like a phone book white pages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So. I think you guys all know what has been going on with me the last couple of months, but I yeah. think it's important for our listeners and also now viewers to hear the story too. I am a massive believer in you have to be your own sole medical advocate in life. Doctors practice medicine. They do not have all the answers. It is always important that you get another opinion and that you also- And I want to emphasize they practice medicine. They yes. practice giving you medicine to right. heal symptoms. Right. Right. They're not, not healers. treating you. Yeah. Yes. It is very different. And it is a, it's a differentiation. And there's always new important. technology. There's every doctor is going to have a different school of thought and look at yes. things at a little bit of a in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. I I'm kind of a centrist in every aspect of my life, and medicine is no different. Yeah. I do some Eastern medicine, like I'm big in essential oils and I'm big in naturopathy, but I I also if I need if I need drugs, I'm taking drugs. Right. You're know? very much the yes. same. Yes. We are. I think uh, we're all three of us yeah, yeah, aligned yeah, on that. A hundred percent. Um so for me, I was having this really weird pain in my back and I was convinced and I still kind of am that it was a kidney thing. I thought I had just kidney stones, not that we're moving, yeah. but that we're just in my kidneys yeah. and I was uncomfortable. It felt higher than like, like sciatica or something like that, but whatever. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. So for me, I have a gynecologist. I don't have a urologist, right? Yeah. So I was 
determined. By the way, you can find a urogynecologist, which is the best thing ever. Okay, really? And I had that in what LA is a and urogynecologist? here. So they cover both areas. Like they're they're dual specialized. Yeah, they so, do all the holes. Yeah, I so didn't I actually know that. that's my, I am I'm on my third now. They cover all the holes. <laughs> cover all, yes. the holes. all the holes in the vulva. I probably need that. <laughs> right. Yes. Although when you meet the vulva the and you find out about all the holes, they're all the holes. But I had yep. a urogynecologist in Atlanta. Because I've awesome. always had some urinary tract issues, and then one in LA, and then now my um, mine here is too. Well, typically, yeah. if you have like a primary care physician, mm-hmm. and if you're like a woman having kids in childbearing years, you have an OBGYN. But yeah. I didn't have a urologist, especially moving yeah. to Nashville a couple of years ago during the pandemic. It was kind of like mm, no need for specialists right now. Right. Well, so I went to my OBGYN. She did all the stuff. She's like, let's just start with path of least resistance. Let's do an STD test just to make sure. Let's do all these things. Let's do urinalysis. And she's like, you're saying that you're having pain in your like in your abdomen. She's like, it could be radiating around. So like, let's sit you let's sit you down for a couple ultrasounds. Yeah. One was a transvaginal, and the other was just a regular ultrasound. And so wait, this is recently. Yeah, this was yeah. August. Yeah. Oh, this oh fall. yeah, yeah. Oh, this we're this talking about the recent yeah. health scare. The recent yeah. one. Okay. It was August. So yeah. Um, I, I knew like everything was going to be fine, but the, the part that was a little bit up in the air for me was, well, what will an ultrasound show? Right. Cause yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've had ultrasounds for babies and I know that they look at your ovaries and your cervix and all that stuff when they do that. But otherwise I've never had like a healthy woman ultrasound before. Right. Yeah. Never had a need. So in that appointment, they found what they described to be a three centimeter vascular complex mass on my ovary. And I was like, okay, well, this is like a little bit life altering for me because I've never had any kind of cysts or anything. And my doctor in reading the results to me over the phone was very specific that it, it appeared solid. It did appear solid. And she sent me, you know, screenshots of, of the, um, scan so I could see them myself. And it really, it, I mean, it did appear solid. Right. So I was freaking out. I'm like, well, she's like, you could have an MRI. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want an MRI. If I have a mass on my ovary, I want to get rid of it. I'm not, I'm done having children. I just need to get rid of it. Right. And she's like, well, that's an option. She's like, we can just take the mass out. She's like, we don't separate it from the ovary typically, especially if you're done having kids. But she's like, I would also suggest that maybe you have your tubes removed as well, because we're finding that a lot of Ovarian cancers start in the fallopian tubes, which is really good. Interesting. Intel. Yeah. You know what? Know this is really random. What? But like, it's the same in dogs. That's why they say oh, to get dog yeah. spayed. Really? Because I the older the dogs get, is the higher risk that they have cancer. Huh. I, right, I'm not calling you a dog. I am. Um, That's okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just, when you saying that, like, yeah. there, there's a correlation. I'm wondering if that is a, a mammal like trait Probably. like just well isn't it particularly like if you haven't had kids before there's certain cancers that are more common too yeah no i just anyway, i was kind of surprised topic, here but. that like because you you think ovarian cancer ovaries if i have my ovaries removed that's enough and i, I wouldn't and want both tube. of mine if i didn't yeah. have to yeah but yes yeah, the two she said the tube is a, is a big deal so anyway um so she's like all right well we'll schedule you surgery it's very easy she's like i don't feel like i need to send you out to an like a gynecologic oncology group because i feel pretty confident that yeah. based on your blood work and based on, based on everything else that we're going to get in there. I'll be able to take it out and be done. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, I was talking to a couple of my friends. I was talking to my friend Robin who was like really – she's like, get that out, get that out, get that out. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then I was on the phone with her and she was like, you know, you should just get another scan, get a second opinion if you're if you're nervous about it. 
And I sat on this for weeks, right? This surgery was scheduled for the day after my birthday. And for me, it was like the best birthday gift I could give myself is this peace of mind because I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait three months, four months, five months. And And privately, we talked a ton about this. Yeah. We were in Memphis the weekend before. Yeah. The weekend before my scheduled surgery. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we were. We were at St. Jude, which was, by the Mm -hmm. way, a whole whole other experience for me mentally facing that and then also being faced with this very – um, humbling and also difficult. But weekend, this weighed but on you for months. It yeah. did. It weighed on me for like a solid two months. Yeah. And when I, um, when the week came down to it, I just, I kept having this feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to have another scan because I want to know, I'm the kind of person that like when I am facing surgery, I want to know with absolute certainty, okay, it's been eight weeks, right? Yeah. I want to know how much it's grown. I want right. to know because she said to me, and she's very right, she's like, when you're looking at a surgery like this, you and Adrian need to sit down and do the if-then game. Right. What happens if I get in and it looks worse than this? What happens yeah. if I get in and I see something else? Do yeah. you want a full hysterectomy? Do you not? Do you want me to go back in at a later date? She's like, all these things you need to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Which makes sense. I had not actually thought those things through at all. Um, so part of me was like, I want to know if it's doubled in size. I want to know like if it stayed the same size. Maybe that makes yeah. me just have a little bit more peace of mind going have a growing it. mass in my yes, body yeah. yes yeah. That, that has potentially metastasized exactly and, yeah. so adrian um was insistent that he came with me which i i swear to you my husband is amazing with this kind of stuff we've had four children we've had what 50 obgyn appointments he's maybe missed two of those he's by my side for all of that everything awesome. like this that matters and it was really i was really glad he was there so I get in the room and this is a different ultrasound tech and, you know, she's sort of doing the stuff and she's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to say anything. There's no mass here. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? She's like, there's no mass. She's like, there's nothing here. And she's like, I can see the before pictures and I see why they told you there is a complex mass on your ovary, but there is nothing here. And there's a lot of like, woo, amen. Yes. Amen. I had a prayer group. I mean, the most amazing women, yes, (laughs) working around the clock, I swear. Um, But what was, you know, she's like, there's a lot of ways that this could have happened. She said sometimes when you have a, like a cyst, it will not fully be reabsorbed and it'll sort of like, I'm sorry, not a cyst, um, a follicle, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you may be ovulated from that side. And she's like, and it will sort of collapse on itself before it can be, I don't know, reabsorbed by your body or whatever. And she's like, that solid outline can look like a complex mass. mass. Yeah. Yeah. But there were so many things that just had me completely overwhelmed, you know, having to sort of think all of these things through. And I remember the first night that I found out that um, I got my blood work back, right? And I was looking at my blood work and I'm like, gosh, I really, I read blood work a lot for Ava because she has to have labs done all the time. And so I'm very used to looking at ranges and normals and all of that. And different yeah. labs have different ranges. Different yeah. hospitals have different ranges. It's just how it is, you know, that of their sort of like comfort level of what is considered safe and or normal. And always changing. And there's also, hey, here's some ra- here's a range for a woman who's premenopausal yeah. and here's a range for a woman who's postmenopausal. And thankfully, both my numbers for like premenopausal women and postmenopausal women were like very low. So I, I I felt very confident after that second screening. I was just like, wow. I mean, I almost went in and had my abdomen sliced open yeah. and didn't need to do it, you know? Yeah. And and I'm telling you, like, whether it's like the universe or God or whatever you believe in, it's like, 
it it all works in very mysterious ways. Our our um, good friend who's a pastor's wife, the day that I got my blood work results in that hadn't spoken to my doctor yet, and I could not read these for the life of me, found me at a football game and she came up to me and she kind of moved to hug me and I had Adrian and Evie next to me and I just kind of went, mm-mm, mm-mm. like I didn't even, I just couldn't. Let, I was so fragile at that moment that I could couldn't not get a hug. even get a hug. Yep. Yep. And then I went, you know what? F it, right? And I like I stood up and hugged her and I was just bawling. I'm in the yeah. stadium just bawling. Aww. That's usually when it happens like, is when you get yeah. a hug from someone yeah, who cares about you. Yeah. yeah, especially someone who I know had been like such an like an active and played such an active you. role. Yeah. yeah. Um anyway. So so that's you, my have, story. Have those and, other symptoms subsided since then? Because I know there were certain symptoms you know, that caused you a little bit. I'm drinking so much more water. And you guys yeah. know I don't actually drink a lot of alcohol normally anyway. So I I didn't really think there was anything dietary that I was worried about, really. Mm. Um, I've also – I've always kind of had sciatica. I've, I've always had like bilateral well, bursitis. you and I are also in that yeah. age range where we could be perimenopausal. Totally. Yeah. And it, it, honestly, all of those things for me could sort of be like – Colliding. Just colliding all at yeah. once. And so I But also this, stress. Yeah. Like you feel a symptom, you get yep. some kind of diagnosis that then – Makes you nervous. It's like that it's self-fulfilling like a thing. cycle. Yeah. Um. I do think, and I feel like this experience for me is really important to remind women, A, to get checked. Preventative you, medicine always, is huge. Always. I need a mammogram. I might do socials on I, it. I need to do my first I've mam- never mammogram had one. too. Yeah. Because I was always breastfeeding. Yeah. And they're like, just wait till you're done. And I've been yeah. done for a year and I'm like, I'm I don't know I'm how ready. long they told you, but they said you have to be three months weaned. And I'm like, yeah. four months now. So I'm probably going to make my appointment for right after Christmas. Yeah. But normally a woman who's 44 would have already had a mammogram, yep. but I have been nursing or pregnant most of that time. No, me, me too. So it's, um, that's really, really important thing. And then the other thing is question everything. Yeah. Question everything always. I think you can't hammer that home enough. I don't think I've ever shared probably my biggest health scare with you guys just because it, it, you know, I was past it. Maybe I did because it was what happened in DC when we lived in the same city. Um, a big part of my health journey was about an undiagnosed thyroid mm-hmm. issue where I had to advocate for myself. Right. Where I was like, I do not feel right. Yeah. And I kept, I saw like six doctors before I, someone would listen to me. Yeah. And it's really sad that it sometimes comes to that. And I was very lucky to, at the time, have the means to continue to pursue that medical journey. Mm-hmm. And it changed my life for the better. Um, but my biggest health scare uh, came from the fact that I had, I have had, a health, uh, a heart murmur mm-hmm. since childhood. And I guess I had like a, a really high fever at some point when I was, I don't know, very little. Um, and since that time have had a heart murmur and always knew I did. So I had to do the antibiotics. I don't know if you know this, but you have to do antibiotics before going to the dentist. They don't do that anymore. Oh, really? Oh, they but don't it's do because the bacteria could travel to your heart. And if there's any kind of like, I have that. Okay. Well, that. so I always knew this and I was always supposed to get checked at certain intervals, but I had never been great about it. Um, and I was supposed to get checked every like five years or something and I would get checked. And, um, in LA there was a time when they thought like, Oh, this sounds really bad. And then when they did an ultrasound on my heart, it was like, no, I think this is okay. You don't seem to be having any symptoms of this heart murmur. It's very loud, but let's not worry about it. So then I went to see a cardiologist in uh, DC, an amazing cardiologist and same kind of thing where um, we talked through my whole history and he's like, oh, I'm not worried. Okay. Well, let's, this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably about to tell you, you need to come see me every two years as you get older, just cause we like to check, you know, anybody who has some kind of a noise or anything like that. We just like to, you know, so you're probably going to be seeing me every two years, if not every one year. 
And then he listens to my heart and he gets very quiet. And he's like, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but we need to get you in right away. Like, this is not what I expected to hear based on what you told me. Um, I need you get, it's called a bubble test. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but he said sometimes what happens is there's a hole between the walls of the heart Mm -hmm. and it can be incredibly dangerous. And they have to basically inject into your veins and see if the bubble passes from one side to the other. And if so, that means surgery Mm -hmm. on your heart. And so I was all of a sudden like, wow, like real like surgery on my heart. You're like, and I have a kid. (laughs) Yeah. And this is when Radley was, you know, very little. And so I went in and he was basically like, you know – I am anticipating you're going to need surgery on this and very quickly because this could be incredibly dangerous because if there is something passing between the chambers of the heart, like, boom, like something bad can happen and very, very quickly. Like, I walked out of there feeling like I was a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And it was very scary. I remember, like, sharing the news with my immediate family and everybody was really scared. Um, And so I went in for this bubble test and it was like, it was not fun. Um, but I remember them watching and watching and watching and watching and just the silence of that moment. And then like him quietly walking out of the room to go look at all the results and everything. Um, and Ty was there with me. And then he walked into the room and he goes, you never need to see me again. And he like reached his hand oh. and he's like, nothing is crossing over. What you have is like, especially in women – there's this phenomenon where sometimes you have a woman who like has just a loud heart. <laughs> like basically oh, wow. your heart is noisy. It's not even like mouth. Uh, it's not even like. Oh, figure. Uh, <laughs> mitral valve prolapse or like yeah. anything to be mm-hmm. concerned about. He's like, it is just, I, I, I literally blacked out when he said there's more science behind this and more med- like medical science behind it. But he was ultimately what it is, is like, I have a very loud heart. Um, that it makes a lot of noises that sound real scary, which I'd gotten a taste of in L.A. And then they were kind of uh, like, mm, come back in five years. You know, so this uh, was that yeah, five year. Yep. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, yeah. come back in five years. But I remember I sent this email to my family, like, my heart's okay. And it was just this thing of like, you don't need to do the dentist thing. You know, so yeah. I, for, for decades I'd been doing all these things oh based gosh. on this noise in my heart. And he basically walked in and was like, you don't need to check up at all. Like, you don't even need to come back for, like, a 10-year. There's nothing wrong with your heart. That's amazing. But I went from thinking I was going to have open-heart surgery with a young child to being like, there's literally nothing wrong. And it's not like health scares are different, right? But when you have a kid and you have a scare like that, it does change everything. Because to be honest with you, I – especially since we we lost Olivia, I worry so much about losing one of my kids yeah. or Adrian, but I had yeah. not given any credence to the idea that they could grow up without me. It and didn't that part, even, it, it sounds very selfish, but I'm like, no one's going to love all my babies the way I do. Right. Like, and kiss yep. them and hug them and like be so, pour themselves into my babies mm-hmm. the way that I do. And from a selfish perspective, I want to see it. Yep. Like. I want to be there for that. I want to be the one to put those little band-aids on boo-boos. And like, I want to be the one that like they run into my arms when they don't <laughs> feel good. Like, it's like, it breaks my heart for them and for me yeah. to think of. And I had did a lot of that soul searching while I was like, you know, and I know you went through it. We've talked a lot about your ectopic pregnancy and when you started nursing Loxley Moore and hanging tight yep. to her and, 
And those moments of being like, am I here after they, oh, honey, <laughs> I love you. Oh, I don't know if my, did she smell, do a smell test right there. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. You're good. I'm just kidding. You're good. Yeah. It's hard to talk about. Yeah. Do you have, because obviously you shared, you know, for anybody, yeah. for any new, like on YouTube, people who mm-hmm. don't know, like Kayla um, has really been through it with her fertility journey and she's had two ectopic pregnancies. I'm just going to speak for you right now because yeah. you are. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we had, do you want, do you want to clean up? No, I'm, I'm okay. Sure? okay. And she had a moment where she knew something was wrong and she tried to tell the doctors that, that she was having an ectopic pregnancy and they let it go way longer than it should they have. And she had her. blood filling up her abdomen and they kept sending her home truly, from the ER. As her friends, we were like, you know, terrified. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm totally fine. It's just like that moment. Like I remember before I yeah. went into surgery and I've shared this before, I'm thinking like, am I ever going to see Loxley again? Like it was, am just, I gonna get it was that yeah. definite in the sense of this is happening. Yeah. Like, I am going into surgery. Like, I could die. Like, it's just, it's yeah. a terrible feeling. And the, and the fact, I remember thinking, like, no one will love your kid like you do. Yeah. And it's, like, so scary. Yeah. But, I mean, the good news is I don't have to worry about, like, ectopic pregnancies the rest of my life. You yeah. know, it's not like yeah. having, like. I mean, you cancer. know what? We were, like, good riddance to that ovary. Yeah. Because that was the one. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but I had, um a cancerous mass removed it it like it got tested we put a needle in and everything i had it removed at 20 where was the mass in the same ovary that i've had all of that stinking ovary in the same one in the same one you had a mass removed from there Mm -hmm. so clearly there was an issue on that side what's crazy is like i've always had some like underlying issues and i remember when john and i first started dating it was our second date i told him like hey (laughs) <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's my makeup ball no you look beautiful and good i have like thick spray on you look beautiful. <laughs> but i remember telling john and like i've been told like i might have a hard time having kids if i can ever and so yeah. i've known this i didn't think it would be as like when you hear it as in your difficult. 20s before you're even trying to have kids you don't you don't understand what that journey is going to look like. You don't like. understand yeah. it. No. Yeah. And yeah. so I, th- and there's no, like you can be told something forever, but until you're living with it, like you just, it's the same thing as like when you're pregnant, someone will tell you how much you love your kid. You yeah. don't understand. Like you right. just mm-hmm. don't understand something. Or like, like we're, we're in a phase now where when people older than us say like, you need to hang on because you're going to miss it. And it's like, but I'm so tired, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's like, I understand that I don't have that perspective yet. Yeah. I, um, but I went through like, I went through that and mm. like, I used to have cysts all the time. Burst. And you had high blood pressure. You had a stroke. I had high blo- yeah, I did. I had a stroke when I was 26. Yeah. Um, my BP spiked over 200. It was yeah. uh, 200 over 140. It was very scary. Um, and I got tested for leukemia. I had, um, what's the spinal tap thing? Like where they? Meningitis? A, oh, no. 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 Where, it is a spinal it, tap. It's just a spinal tap. Yeah. yeah. I had that. And I mean. John's mom came with me to that appointment, which is crazy. And like, yeah. I remember her holding my hand as they're sticking the needle in me. Yeah. Um, but like I had super high red blood count. Like I didn't get diagnosed, um, for factor five and I, I have pulmonary hypertension. I don't know if yeah. a lot of people don't know that you, you haven't really do. talked about that. Mm-hmm. We know no, that, but... just be, it's something like, and so I've had, but these three... are all the things you have to deal with when you're pregnant too. I, is yeah. Because your blood pressure is high already when you're pregnant. Yeah. Naturally, so I've had then... three pulmonary embolisms and I yeah. currently still have um, a clot in the back of my neck. And you're I aware, like this is part of the preventative medicine thing. And I think yep. that's the big message here is like, you have known you've had 
those happening and, and, and some people die from those. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I will say the first one I didn't know I had, that's when I, I had my mini stroke and, um, got, I, it was caught in time. Like, I just like, Oh, God is so good for like, I'm still here. Like, cause there's a lot of people that will like just collapse and never know yeah. it. And thank God I've never been into drugs because like, there's a lot of young, healthy people that might have the same thing and not know it. And it might happen. Like my mom had her first heart attack when she was 42 oh, and, yeah. and she's, she's little and very yeah. healthy. And yeah. so knowing about these health concerns earlier is am- like, is amazing. Yeah. Like and in- being health aware yeah, preventative mm-hmm. of it and like learning anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory Infl- food inflammatory inflammatory food. inflammatory food. they also are inflammatory <laughs> because if you said a mess anything yes you know what i mean anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory like just having that diet in the back of my head has like helped yeah. so much but um i feel like now as a mom like you guys both know i haven't felt good lately yeah Oh, my camera stopped. I haven't felt good lately. And so I've made a few additional dietary changes just to feel good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though I've, like, found (laughs) out I've been eating too much trail mix. Thinking, she didn't know it. nuts were bad. No, no I they were bad. <laughs> They're not inherently nuts bad. In yeah. But to be bad. fair, you, you, we've been talking about this at length. We this yeah. this ties into the body I, image thing of like yeah. Kayla's like, what is happening? And then like you were eating a bunch of like salty nuts. You know, <laughs> and I am really health conscious too. And I'm sometimes you're doing like, you were literally like, send me your macros. And I'm yeah. like, here's, I'm eating like tomatoes and chicken. Like, yeah. And then you but, realize that you were absentmindedly grabbing like a handful hand of like almonds. Yeah. 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 Like, but okay. Which so, are, which are for the record, good nuts are good for you. They're calorically dense. So you have in to. In moderation. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. No, I, I just think this episode is so powerful because you know, we all know somebody who's lost a parent at a yeah. young age or even lost a parent at our age. Yeah. And it is, no matter how old you are, losing your parent is I have hard. friends who've lost spouses. Yeah. And that and is, that's even more, that wrecks me even more because it's like a child who's losing a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it's like, it's all fine and good to be like, ah, you know, my, my mom grew up not wanting to go to the doctor because she was scared of what they were going to say. And that, like, she had a fear of being sickly. Yeah. I want to say, like, she had some experience that made her think she was going to be sickly. She was, she's never, she's an amazing house. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom's a freaking rock star. Yeah. <laughs> but now she is very big into preventative medicine. Yeah. She had a fibroid at one point that was, like, the size of a basketball. And she was just, like, something was off. And she saw a doctor who did not honor her feelings and made her think, well, if you want to change this, it's vanity. And that you need to find a new doctor. Oh yeah, if you have like, someone not listening to you and d- that does not want to listen to a patient. Now, I'm not saying Doctor Google. Like, yeah, don't yeah. just look stuff up and be paranoid. Don't go Reddit doctor it. Right, no. but at the same time, I think you have to find a doctor who is willing to listen and and. and validate can I say you? this too, you. though? Like, because obviously, I have a child with a very specific medical condition. Yeah, and when you have when you're a parent of. I mean, Ava has, you know, systemic lupus and my sister's, you know, child has juvenile diabetes. When you're a parent with a child with a very specific diagnosis, good doctors will tell you that oftentimes those parents know far more about what they're dealing with than they do. Because the amount of hours that of real research that I've read and like no one's as invested as a parent. No. And when Ava was diagnosed with latent tuberculosis and we could not figure out how, we're like, how does this happen? 
Um, I spent hundreds of hours calling through yeah. research materials, yeah. trying to connect the dots between, you know, mold infestations and other things. And yeah. I'm telling you, some of the things that I've brought up to my doctor even recently about yeah. some things that I recognize with my own body, she was like, I have never thought about that. And that makes yeah. perfect sense. And a good doctor yeah. would say yes. that. I have to advocate for myself Correct. and what's yeah. worked best for case. me. Yeah. There are some medicines that I have that I have to take. And yep. then there are some things that I've learned that I can fix with food. And that is a balance that has worked so well yeah. with well, me. Well, I, I have four kids and three of them are with a naturopath and one is with a Western medicine doctor. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's funny. It's like there's just – people have all these opinions. I have a really good friend who he is an Asian doctor that practices Western medicine and he is dating a white woman who practices Eastern medicine. Oh, that's and they're awesome. a great yeah. – and, and because I feel like with they anything, each other out, the I'm best sure. you get is like this, the extremes. Like if I need – You know what's funny? It's like that's one of my favorite couples and I won't even say who they are – is he is like a staunch Republican and his wife is like a staunch liberal and their marriage cracks me like in a good sense. Like I, I love, love them, but it's well, like they naturopath each other. And, me. and just about just yeah. the opposites. Like for my thyroid, my naturopath who I just like yeah. trusted immediately because of a bunch of reasons that I could get into, but then referred me to a Western medicine doctor who she's like, Heck, I can't yes. fix you here until you go fix this there. And that yeah. to me is like the ultimate mm -hmm. sort of combination is where you're like, I'm getting different opinions and I'm taking what works for me. Yes. And, you know, anyway. I love you that. Totally yeah. have to. It's a balance yeah. act, but everyone has to be their own advocate. But as and we get older, like we're now, you're, you're a lot younger than we are, but yeah. I feel like as we watch our parents age and as you and I get into our mid forties, like you have to be more and more proactive about preventative medicine yeah, and keeping yourself. I'm big on like build muscle, keep muscle because so much of the hormone like activity in your body is based. Yeah. Like I am... I have my I'm own gut health. Yeah. I'm like, my yeah. big thing is like, your gut is everything. Yeah. I recently started a really good new pre and probiotic that I'm Yeah. I'm big on those too. Yeah. So, anyway, oh, we could go on about this we forever. We could, yes. But mom health. Well, and just health scares in general, where it's yeah. like, you just, this kind of almost circles back to our gratitude episode yeah. where you're like, I didn't even mean I'm to grateful. cry. Like, I was yeah. just hearing about like yeah. being a mom. It, like, it just, it brought me back instantly to that moment. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I can't – I will never not cry in that moment. Yeah. I totally understand that. Well, I will say for sure, if you take anything from this episode, it should be follow mine and Corey's lead. And if you're over the age of 40, go get your mammogram. Yeah, go get we're your mammogram. We're and do also it. follow Yard Sale USA because they have amazing things that you want in your life. Overstock, liquidation from amazing stores. And go they have them. a crazy toy selection for the holidays. Oh, for Christmas. Oh, yeah. yes. Yard Sale USA, go follow them and follow us. Thanks for stay listening, healthy. guys. At yeah. YouTube.com slash hi, my name is mom. Nailed it. It's fine time for one. Reality sure can be.